Hey, DCAST listeners, this is Trevor Twining from Niagara Podcasters Network. If you want other local Made in Niagara podcasts, then head over to Niagara Podcasters Network. Our hosts are sharing stories and podcasts that are made for Niagara and by Niagara. Hope to see you there. You can find us at niagarapodcasters.org. Marty Allen is a St. Catharines-born honky-tonk and rockabilly recording artist. He can be heard at local festivals and venues throughout St. Catharines and the Niagara region. You may have seen him performing Johnny Cash cover tunes at Montebello Park or performing some original honky-tonk tunes at the Duck. In this exclusive podcast interview, we discussed his musical roots, his love of performing, and all the things in between. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Marty Allen. Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. Hey, check it out, guys. It's me. It's me, the guy. Your buddy, guy, guy friend. I'm back here uh, again with another podcast. This time I got my uncle Marty, Marty Allen. Yeah, the the musical artist, mm. the the local Niagara region, no musical artist. <laughs> you might have seen him around at different shows and festivals. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you doing, Deke? Good. Thanks for doing the show. It's uh, been a long time coming. We yep. We we discussed this uh, at a tavern, and uh, I thought, yeah, let's do it. It'd be uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and talk about a few things. Um, For sure. It'll be interesting, because I don't think we've ever really sat down to talk, like, face-to-face. There's, usually there has to be, like, a reason why you sit down, and or usually there's other people there or something. Exactly, yeah. There's always, like, uh, people around, that sort of setting, right? <laughs> Not just, like... And I guess that would happen if we just said, hey, let's go for coffee. Yes. Right? Or, or ice one cream. One-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. Which you took me for ice cream once when I was a little boy. Yeah. I don't remember this. No. Uh, and maybe we should have recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done maybe. a podcast back then. Back then, yeah. But yeah, here we are again. No uh, ice cream, but we got some whiskey. That's right. Yes. I got some good, good whiskey, and uh, yeah, everything's good. So... Uh, Want to get right into the music? Um, yeah, What's sure. the latest thing that you've done? Well, lately it's just been uh, performing. and uh, Cover tunes or original stuff? Uh, lately? Both. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You're always pretty much doing both? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I certain when, when you're featured as, uh, you know, as just uh, an artist doing your own craft, then obviously I'll, you know, stick to all my original songs that I've written over the years from my albums. And because uh, I still do, you know, um, a majority. Well, you know, there's a lot still on each CD that we recorded that we still play and uh, that we that we like, which is good because that, you know, it's got the longevity because, you know, some, but there's certain ones that I recorded like earlier, earlier, like my first CD in 99 that, you know, I, I don't even play nothing off that anymore because we've changed so much. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't really even seem to be fitting anymore. That's interesting because like, yeah. a few of the last artists that I've had on here say mm. the same thing about yeah. certain hip-hop songs and whatnot that yeah. they write them five years ago. Yeah. They don't really identify with 
yeah. the lyrics anymore or the feel of yeah. it. And I guess in a way it's a process of growth um, where there's change. But, and I know and a lot of times you'll have artists that, you know, things will change, maybe lyrically, the content. Um, but, uh, you know, some people just have a, a certain sound down or identifiable to uh, people and then they kind of stick with that. But yeah, uh, sometimes I mean, and, and then others go out on a out on a limb and change here and there too, mm-hmm. as well in different directions. So there's there's a bit of everything. But yeah, back to your question. Yeah, we we always uh, in our shows, even if it's just like, of course, uh, we do a lot of covers songs that for we for people who don't know. Like. You do uh, yeah. Johnny Cash. You, you dress yeah. up the whole gig and you do yeah. And you have someone do June Carter. Yeah. And you do the whole shebang. Yeah, and we've been doing that probably uh over 10 years but more so well yeah in uh 06 it's probably doing it in 04 05 and then 06 we started really putting a, a package together and uh really going at it and going out of out of town still uh throughout ontario so you started before he passed away um i think he he was already 03, he yeah he was already oh so so you oh, he was already pa- started yeah. after he had passed yeah Oh, okay. Yep. So they wouldn't confuse you two in real life. If- <laughs> exactly. We didn't want any of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I still um, I still perform those shows, not as much. I never really wanted to be a tribute artist. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I understand it. Um, and it, the only reason I did it was just because I was a big fan of his, and it wasn't a far reach for me to... You know, yeah, it's not uh, like you're doing Flavor Flav impersonations yeah. or something. <laughs> you know, I wasn't pushing any boundaries. It was just kind of what I've listened to my whole life. I grew up with it. I, I sing low, and so, you know. Just fits. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I did it, and I'm a big fan. And so, to me, you know, I guess uh, it's just a, a tribute mm-hmm. that I do, it, even for myself, that, you know, I really enjoy playing, like listening to his music and playing his music. So I don't do a lot of it anymore. And, and, and as well, even if we don't do a tribute show, I still do Johnny Cash, but I don't, you know, seem to go more into his character. Right. Like sort. sometimes you, you have the full suit on, yeah. you're doing the voice and everything. And even in between the songs, you're, you're, you're basically, you're being him. Being him. Yeah. yeah. Not acting like, you know, third person or anything, but you're actually just being him and talking like you went into introducing the songs historically about when he went in the year and what songs, first song, second song, B-side, right. talking about a little bit of uh, some of the you know historical facts yeah. as you were there, presenting them as you were there. Mm-hmm. So when we're in our own band, we, we still do Johnny Cash, but we just, you know, just have fun with it and just do it, you know, fairly close still, but uh, just not being him. And then, and then we throw in like a lot of, I've always was into a lot of, uh, uh, you know, different artists that people never really knew. And uh, I didn't care. It was just, to me, it was just, I just wanted to do, you know, what I wanted to do. I never did a lot of uh, people who were like uh, more popular. I just was like, I would just want to pick artists and um, more obscure. Not for that reason. It was just what I liked. And, right. um, and even what I listened to, like a lot of people don't even, you know, right. I'm always under the ma- mainstream. I just, yeah. cause there's so much good stuff out there, right? Yeah. People well, just think, Oh, you put on the radio, like whatever. That's someone's telling you what to listen to because they're literally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, not saying that there's, uh, there, there's still s- some good stuff out there. Right. Totally. Um, but I just like digging around and finding what I like. 
I'm the same way, especially yeah. with hip hop music and different oh. of the new genres of yeah. different electronic music and stuff. And a lot of people are like that now. That are the millennials and the younger kids too. Is I, they they really use SoundCloud a lot and the internet and mm. finding artists by way of YouTube and stuff like that. And a lot of people, I don't know if this was always the same, but or if it's a newer thing. But finding an artist and sort of claiming them as your own. And then you'll you'll have them as your own for about a year or so. And then they pick up, and then other people start to like them. And then you go, oh, right. I, I sort of found them. Like this is, yeah. I don't like them anymore because everybody likes them. Absolutely. Did that always happen? Do you think with artists, or because it seems to me that that artists always just kind of came out to everyone at once because they're before the internet and everything. You mm-hmm. you got signed, you had a record out, and then okay, everybody knows Led Zeppelin now, right? Or, or was there still a gradual like people had to pick up on things? Uh I think it. I think it was a gradual thing. It progressed, you know. Uh, obviously, with internet and having the means to, uh, you know, search stuff easier than yeah. you would just. Um, which has its pluses, and you know that comes to the whole debate of, or maybe not a debate, but just the fact that, you know, there's a lot of good things about. Uh, technology and the internet and there's a lot that isn't i find because there's a lot of bad stuff out yeah. there yeah and as well just for music i just find music so disposable now and it it's almost like to me it's it, it, it's like adhd it's just i even i catch myself even doing it because you listen to something and you don't have the span anymore and you're just like yeah i heard it done gone and move and jump yeah, around jump totally. around because you're so bombarded with it all yes it's in your face <clears throat> as opposed to well when i grew up and uh, we were listening to vinyl, and it was before the CDs, obviously. And uh, you know, your friend, you would wait for your friend to get an album, or your friend's brother, who was a little older, mm-hmm. had a collection, and um, an artist would come in, even a big artist, like you said, Led Zeppelin or the Stones or anything, a Black Sabbath album, and and uh, you know, you had to go there and physically buy it or order something more obscure you know and it was just a big it was more deal of an, more of an activity yeah there's more steps involved yeah you don't just click and then you hear yeah. now it's you click and now yeah. you're hearing and more tactile too because yeah. having now you don't have to carry nothing like everything's digital so now you know I, i've gone back to vinyl and uh, i just over a year and i've been totally enjoying it just going out looking you know finding uh finding stuff finding albums and uh and just the physical, you know, sense of, you know, holding the thing yeah. and carrying it. And the album the artwork car. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's all lost. But a lot of that's coming back. I mean, I don't think in, in huge numbers, but it, it, it there, is. It's, there's it's, a total. You yeah, know. For, for record players and for stores. They just had a record store day. Yeah, uh, so yeah, on Saturday, yeah. Yeah. I wish I uh, could have made it to that, but we were... Uh, yeah, I didn't go anywhere yeah. either. But uh, there was Mind Bomb Records down yeah, the street. Yeah, I, re- I wanted to go. I, re- I really wanted to go to that. Um, and I got some friends who like to check out stuff there too. And they order all the new stuff. And I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they even keep old stuff. I think they just get new all new. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, all new. And uh-huh. uh, I, I've been uh, I've been buying a lot of used older albums. But um, there's certain stuff that you know that uh, some artists don't even aren't even out on vinyl because uh, that's the format was just. CD and they just never went that way or yeah. was never released in that format. But I, I did buy a, a few artists and um, the quality is is really really great. Yeah, and you got to have a good record player though too. To yeah, get, to get the sure. quality out of the record, yeah. right? Yeah, like you can buy. We bought one on uh, 
it's Amazon or something, and if, mm-hmm. it's it's like anything. If you spend under a hundred bucks, you're going to get a sound that sounds under a hundred bucks. Like yeah, but I've been uh, I just been uh, digging it like so much. It was just mm-hmm. honestly, I just like nostalgia mostly. Just, yeah, just, and yeah. you know what? It, the funny thing too about it is, I don't think I would have been buying these if it wasn't for vinyl. I don't think I would like. I have a about nearly eight thousand songs on my iP- like my iPod. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just put it on shuffle, but it's all roots-based. It's like early blues, some newer blues as well, but a lot of older blues, roots music, gospel, uh, rockabilly, okay. hillbilly. So well, can you break this the, down for me? What's the, What are the genres that you perform? Honky-tonk and rockabilly, is that mostly encompassing yeah, what you perform? Yeah. And rockabilly is early rock and roll, but the, the, the word comes from hillbilly mixed with rock? Yeah, yep. So essentially just the kind of southern... It was kind of like a hopped-up country song, as Carl Perkins would say. You know, they would just hop, hot-rod it or hop, okay. hop hop it right up. They would just put... Give a, it more of an oomph. Yeah, and- put some fire under it. and uh, But it was like, a you know, uh, even like, you know, it pulls from early blues and, uh, a, you know, a great uh, proponent of that was uh, Elvis Presley, right, when he came into Sun and that and did like That's All Right Mama and... And uh, so you know, he Blue was Moon, rockabilly, kind of, or yeah, he was considered rockabilly the the, the early uh, you know early rock and roll. Which okay, was, was Buddy like, Holly is that the same kind of thing? Um, or is that more? He was more rock and roll. Yeah, up? he was a little more rock and roll. Not so much. That's more like dress preppy and you're yeah. Kinda, he was Elvis yeah. was more like cool. And yeah, like, like the cash thing too. I was in southern and just cool. Yeah, right. and he had a, a, an element of you know he wasn't you know some people would say he would border on that, but uh, yeah, but rockabilly. Just kind of took off, and you know, with Elvis in '54, and then it didn't last long. Uh, and then the, the the styles changed, and the people's tastes changed, and they went more into started going already in in the '59, back into more country and pop country or pop or mm. what have you. And uh, but yeah, so it, it just had a lot of energy, which Elvis had, and frantic, and mm-hmm. you know. And yipping and yelling and hollering and the, was that because the they were all on amphetamines? Um, <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, could be a part of that parcel. I was, yeah, I was watching the one thing about Cash where that just to drive to all these gigs and stuff across the country, and they would just not to get high initially, but just to to keep going. Yeah, like I hear a lot of truckers do this too. Yeah, trucking is like the number one job in, for a, for a white male in the United States. Like something like in every state, it's like the biggest. Oh. I think automated vehicles are going to maybe get rid of a lot of that but mm. i know like even with uh these these upper these upper drugs like kids yeah. kids uh, high school and um and university kids are doing adderall to stay up and study and all these, uh, these very like hard drugs that can be very bad for you that a lot of people just mm-hmm. uh take anyway but i guess back then they didn't really know all of the consequences so much of all these things right yeah and just to like you said get them going yeah. Keep them up, and uh, show after show, and uh, and then, but then after, then they started taking you know downers just to because they couldn't sleep. So yeah, it was just so like one, alcohol and stuff. Or? One feeding another yeah. habit, right? Trying to you know get going, and then try, and then one to stop you down again. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess it was. Uh, and but, but he, well, the drugs didn't get him, or did they? What did he die of? He's old. He was in his yeah. mid seventies. Um, when he died, yeah, I think he was. Or, Early, early seventies. So he didn't necessarily he didn't really have any health problems from drugs, or did he have like? 
things well, along the way? Yeah, I can't exactly remember. It, I think it was more neurological. Yeah, just, neurological. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. He, he died I mean, of he, oldness. Yeah, he had a yeah he had a rough life of of drugs and and up and downs and he that, had a but, trauma with his brother. Yeah, dying when he was young. Yeah, exactly. Like killed by the machine. Yeah. His, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his dad said uh, it should have been you. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> imagine growing up like that. And it, so, yeah, his, yeah. his brother was going to be a. Yeah, he said that too. He says, "Why wasn't it me as well?" Like he says, he was his brother was the good one who was going to be a a, a a preacher, right? Yeah, I had the Bible and uh, read and at a young age, and yeah. So that was uh, brother Jack. Yeah, so, I'm sure he made a bunch of songs about him. I, you know what? I don't know if there's nothing. Not really like, like a specific maybe tune re- about references, yeah, yeah. maybe right. Um, yeah, they so. were saying in the documentary too that he so strange that he had heard June Carter in whatever group she was in when he was young, and he's like, "I'm going to grow up and marry her." Yes, and exactly. She did. Yeah, when she was with the Carter <laughs> Carter family. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's quite interesting. When I was in the um, started to do the Johnny Cash and that. I really started doing a lot of research on more so in the reading about Sun Records, reading about rockabilly, reading about early hillbilly music and uh, and blues. I always like old blues music too. I thought those guys were just so cool because it was just so real. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was so real to and me. Sun Records started in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, in Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah. And, and what kind of artists were all on that label? Cash. Well, well he started with. Uh, a lot of the blues guys like um bb king was there and Howlin' wolf and uh um there was there was a there was a bunch of guys that he started out with and um uh, and then he went and then he went into sun records because it was uh it was called something else i can't remember right mm. now uh not phillips but uh so when when were when did you first start perform did you have like bands that you were in in like high school and stuff like that or when did you start playing guitar well, I played guitar already when I was eight years old, and um, and when I was fifteen, you know, I just kind of like stopped playing for. I think I, I I always played. I didn't just throw it under the bed for years, but I I I've stayed on it, and because I've always just loved. I've always loved music, like my whole life, and mm-hmm. even more so. It just never goes away. You just love it, and um, so I always. You know, I had you know at that age, fifteen to maybe eighteen, and then I I really got back into it again with the blues. Um, and I, I was going to Toronto with a, a buddy of mine, and we used to go see a blues acts and that, and I thought it was so cool. You know, these guys come up with a wearing a suit and alligator boots and yeah, and just playing the blues and just I don't know, it just hit me, and I, I just loved that music and. Uh, you know, part of the roots music and the blues, building blocks of rock and roll. Right. And then, um, yeah, and then I, uh, you know, I don't know. I I started playing. I didn't play much. I played like we had a big family, so there would be a wedding or so, and I would like get my guitar and yeah. just sing a song or whatever. Right, right. And um, and and then um, I just I didn't start my first band till '93, so um, I don't even know how old I was then. Twenty. And then your first album, 99. Yeah. And then, so after that, we played, it was a guitar player, a friend of mine, and um, he played Neil Young and, and on guitar, acoustic, and uh, that sort of music, more folky, Neil Young. 
the other fellow played uh, electric guitar, mm-hmm. played like more southern rock, and like Marshall Tucker and uh, you know okay. more southern. And I played, and at that time I was just doing pretty much all you know some country like country music with my acoustic. So it was like three guitars, right? And uh, we played quite a bit, and that was kind of my. And they were ten years older than me, so I was just kind of like learning kind uh, of learning okay. it all yeah. you know taking it all in yeah and then i started my own my own band then after that with your dad yeah and friends of mine we all just kind of put stuff together and it was a good bunch of guys and just played played a lot and then, and then little Derek would get on the drums once in a yeah. while and i got footage of you where do you still have it yes it's amazing we gotta get it we gotta I, find it it's or, amazing i was telling your dad about it we gotta it's it, the quality is great it's it's analog which i love analog it's VHS. VHS. And well, I know a guy down the street that can make it into a DVD. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're at the back back of your house, and uh, just the way it, it, what nothing was like, uh, you know, it, we had no levels to work with. It mm-hmm. was just placement. It, it it just happened that the placement of the camera, you know, with the mic on the camera, it just actually picked, worked out. It just was perfect. Uh, wow. Perfect placement for it. So yeah. We'll have to. I'll have to get it's that really from cool. you, and I'll, I'll, it's I'll really make cool. it into a DVD, and I'll put it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, it's really cool. Awesome for sure. And uh, yeah, and then just you know, gradually just changes. You know, because things change, right? And uh, you know, we were together for some years, and then I went with another band, and then uh, and then I I didn't start writing until like '99, and then I did my first album on analog two-inch tape in Niagara Falls, and uh, it was more of a blues-based blues country and yeah i kind of uh, remember the, f- the first yeah the first album. And that was really cool and then we were on breakfast television for that which was really neat to play mm-hmm. live yeah um with that and then uh and then i went back to more country for my uh, an album i did in 01 which was just a four di- a four cd four uh, song cd went back on breakfast television again and then O two. You went on lunch television after that and then yeah yeah dinner. yeah you, you don't want to get up sorely right after that but uh, <laughs> and then um and then I recorded in 02 a full album at Rainbow Studios. And then 05 I did another album. All ori- Those were all originals, both that 02 and 05. Can people get them on iTunes and stuff? Can yeah. You, yeah, they're on iTunes there. and Amazon and cool. Spotify and yeah, Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so I'm with... So uh, uh, a, guy, um, a guy I knew owned a music store, and he says, you should up put your stuff on there. And I thought, y- you know, what am I going to sell, like one song a year yeah. or something? Because I, I just thought digitally like out there how how's anyone to find you but i but people do they it's, search yeah, they do yeah. they, you search specific genres and mm-hmm. it ties up with other stuff and pops up and i've been selling quite a bit like it's, yeah. it's been good i was quite i was like wow this is great i'm glad i did it yeah and they'll have certain lists like on itunes and stuff that um they break it down so so into so many different uh, categories that yes they, like there are some local guys here like a guy that does some uh religious type music he's on like number one for that category like christian rock or whatever like right, right. you can get into these categories you don't have to be necessarily the the top charting people exactly it's still yeah it's available yeah. which i think is great right and then you get the genre the subgenre, or um like a sister genre and yeah. i mean but you know and then and that's what i like about it too you you'll find someone that you like or uh, they'll say if you like this artist yeah right? suggest suggested artist which that, is great yeah. You know, because it's kind of you know, they know what that the buyer's after, and um, usually the, you know, they're hit they're hitting the nail there. But um, yeah, so that's been that's been pretty good. I put my last 
uh, two albums on there. Like my la- and my my last album, I recorded at Sun Records in Memphis, um, and that was after I was doing a lot of the Johnny Cash stuff because I started really reading up. And I was so did just, you go there on purpose? Like, did you take a trip down there just to record yeah, and everything? Just to yeah. re- well, to record was my main thing, and then yeah, just hang out there and, yeah. and check out everything, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And um, it was just amazing, just just going there to the you know original place yeah, where. Yeah. El- yeah. Like when I opened the door, I was just like, "Oh, man, this is like where Elvis yeah, walked that's in amazing. in 1954, and Johnny Cash and yeah. Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, just all been in that album, in, in that studio, and just the stories and just the music that they pumped out. It was quite, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the basics of, you know, of uh, rock and roll. Like they said, Sam Phillips recorded like Johnny Cash's "Walk the Line," like Johnny Cash was playing like a guitar that was like four dollars uh, the bass was all just held up by duct tape everything was just the it he he got gleaned this sound and yeah and you know mate started like making just the birth raw. of rock it, raw yeah. and rock and roll and it was quite something so yeah it was just great going down there and and uh recording cool. and uh i just love that yeah i'd just love to go back again but. um what are some new artists that you any new artists that like stand out to you that you, you might have picked up on like obscure things or anything or do you just really just stick to oh like anything anything new that like pops out of you that's maybe doing like some old stuff like coming back around here any like trends that you see I'm just always curious about the the older generation what they see of the oh, new stuff like right. what do, like what do you think of say maybe just pop music in general now or like uh, what you might hear. Say at uh, if you walk by like a club or something like does that, does are you in the camp that uh, it all annoys you or do you see some sort of like s- some greatness in it but maybe it's a little overproduced kind of you, like what is your yeah general outlook on it? Um, it was a good question. I mean, I listen. You know, I do listen to the the radio. I, I, I've been listening to my iPod. The, the car that I bought uh, just, I don't know, two, a year and a half ago didn't have the the input, the little, what is that, an R- RCA or, or a quarter inch or whatever, yeah, to yeah. the aux. Yeah. And I was like, are you joking me? The car is like <laughs> a, an 05, and I'm like so mad because I always... Yeah, you got to get a head unit in there to upgrade the, oh, the yeah. thing. So I'm going, okay, so I was resorted to, I mean, I had a CD player in there and and uh but i just started listening to 977 i generally if i listen to music on radio i want it pretty heavy which is funny cuz you know i listened i play i don't play that way um i like energy um but i like for instance uh just coming up here tonight i was just going wow this is hilarious it was beastie boys sabotage oh okay yeah I'm, and i'm like this is awesome yeah, it's it was heavy. Really heavy. Yeah. And I like it heavy. Like, I'm a big Black Sabbath fan. Okay, yeah. Um, I love the police, because um, Element of Ska and Reggae, and yeah. it's just, you know... I love tight great drums, band. just yeah. tight, tight musicians. Yeah, and, um, and I got a lot of the Zeppelin, you know, it's just like... They're more, like, wavy, just yeah. like, like, heavy, but they can be very, like... Yeah, yeah, Kind of just, True. like, all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is exciting, too. Yeah. And um, so I like uh, I like pretty heavy music. I don't like for myself. I don't like uh, pop 
uh, real fluff. Love balance. Yeah, no. It's just like either give me like old George Jones, Waylon Jennings, Hank Williams, the and old blues, old all the template of uh, of all uh, the cornerstone. Yeah, of that's that or then it's like pretty much you know, mind you, uh, that saying I'm a big fan of Neil Young too, and okay. I mean he can have his, but to me like and the Eagles like it's kind of like a, a you know a hybrid of. Uh, country and even some of the stone stuff has pedal steel in it right but and, and you know they're class that those are classics right but for anything new i i prefer like pretty pretty heavy oh, cool. and i'm not even that f- familiar with uh I mean, that i can even give you a couple names right but, uh, right uh, you know well there's not there's not enough space in our heads to necessarily no. like for me i'm a younger person and i'm a dj so i kind of have to know this stuff so I got them all in my head, but for a lot of people, they only have so, so much hard drive space. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Neil Young, we saw him last summer or the summer before? Yeah. We saw him. We do a three-hour set uh, up in, um, uh, what was the Way Home Festival? It was, uh, it's just past Toronto a little bit. I forget the city, but he's doing all mm-hmm. his new, he did his classic stuff, which was yeah. really cool, but then he did, um, he did his new album pretty much in its entirety, and it's Pretty much just making fun of Stephen Harper. Like, it's just anti-Monsanto, anti-like, for the farmers. Like, it's this, he's really like, and we were kind of just took our beach chairs and just kind of walked away after. Like, you know, for an hour and a half, okay, great. It was great. But but then, uh, but he's, he's, I think when a guy like that gets to that age and that point in his career, he must just, maybe he's just latching on to that one, I'm going to make this anti-establishment album and Go get him, but it's not like he wasn't really riling up the crowd to like get on his side with things. Right, right. But that's okay. Yeah, all the power to him. Yeah, he's a cool guy though. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a fan. I'm yeah, a fan. he's awesome. Yeah, the cl- those cl- like those when you watch like him when he's young doing Heart oh. of Gold and stuff. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just so awesome. The voice and everything. Like, yeah, it's just I know it's amazing. That kind of stuff does give me goosebumps. Yeah, like, and I'm not from those those that generation like right i was born in 88 so mm-hmm. there's so much that i missed of history that's just the weird aspect of like being born at a random time and dying at a random time like we live uh, absolutely in you the got- age of technology the internet and all this we yeah. live in the most amazing time mm-hmm. but every generation i guess you could say lives in the most amazing time yeah. that they've ever they have their window and yeah that's their can, window and you could say you know years down the road that's you know they'll go hey that was nothing and yeah you know (laughs) you can always look at the past as being the past viewing it that way because it was the past but what you're living in now for that to be the past takes a long time (laughs) right in a way like for for someone because you're living it and you know for in a way for me you know because I never grew up with. We just had the phone in the jack, like everything. I we used. I used to have a like Corded a CB phone. radio, walkie-talkie yep. with your bu- buddy, with your buddy or something. And as a kid, and yeah, really. Uh, well, it was all the technology was all amazing at, to you when it came out, right? We're yeah. all holding Walkmans, and we're like, whoa! Like, oh yeah, yeah, everything's whoa when it comes out. Absolutely, the internet yeah. was a big whoa, but yeah, now it's like, and then you look back, yeah. Yeah, but now I'm noticing this thing where 
these new insane technologies come along and nobody really bats an eye because mm-hmm. we're so used to so many new things being invented now, like the driverless yeah. cars and yeah, and it's, these things are ahead of us now. They're, they're, we can't even follow them that closely where all of a sudden they're driving driverless cars around California with no accidents for two years. And you're like, what? I didn't yeah. know that. Like, yeah. And then the next thing you know, some people are going to start losing their jobs. I got a buddy that's a manager at McDonald's and he's telling me he's like, He's like, uh, man, I just, I just want a robot to t- take my job. He's like, like oh. he doesn't hate his job necessarily, but he, he, he recognizes the fact that his jo- he's not like fighting it. He's like, I accept that some robot is gonna, it could do it way better than what I do. Like, yeah. just some machine that just, yeah. and that's what factories were for. Oh yeah, the people before factories, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, even the checkout lanes and it's all, you check yourself so out check and. Out. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you know is uh, been the death of uh, employment numbers. Yeah, just uh, automation. Automation, yeah. Uh, there's there's lots of that. Yeah. And so many things are automated, but we also we want them to be automated because it saves us time. It, yeah. Our time is so precious to us. Like yeah. if we can sl- we can save these seconds of our, each of our days. Yeah. We, that it's more time is not only money. It's worth more than money. Mm-hmm. Time is the most invaluable thing. Absolutely, yeah, right? absolutely. And they, everybody says that, especially the elders. They, mm-hmm. they say when you, I mean, you know better than me. They say time, it goes faster and faster every yeah. year. I, I haven't necessarily experienced that. I sort of have, like when I'm, I'm 28 now, so I can yeah. look back on a decade and say, wow, that went fast. Right. But me and my friends sometimes sit around and talk about, like, they say it's just going to creep up on you and then... Oh yeah, <laughs> you're over before you know it. Essentially, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy, but also life seems very long at the same time. This yeah. just depends how you look. You look at it. You're right. You're right. You can live in one moment if you're very in tune. You're just having sort of a moment of clarity or some I don't know a great moment with your family or something yeah. just just poignant and, and profound. That can last forever. Right. If you're in the right state of mind, if you're just with the flow and yeah. having a good time, if you're yeah. you know. Absolutely. Shouldn't think too much about time, I guess. No, yeah, time is a very weird thing. It is for sure, like you said. But with technology as well, um, you sometimes—not that you want to be old-fashioned, but I'm just—I get it. I'm still excited about you know. Even when I record, I still want to record on on tape, and I don't want any you know new gadgets of any sort because. You know, everything seems to, you know, make things easier for you in a way. Like, uh, you know, just, you know, for playing guitar, because I play and, and I just go to this music store and be the next new gadget. Do, try this, do this. And I'm like, I'm not interested in nothing. It's just like, grab a guitar, play the guitar. Yeah. No, uh, and, and I understand like the, the loops and the all, I understand all that. It gives that. you more, you can, it yeah. opens up your options of what you yeah. can do in the different ho- ways, but yeah. it, it's still, it's not that original where the music no. came from. It's right. extra stuff, yep. that kind of thing. And there, there's harmonizers yeah. that take your voice, split it, do the octaves. They do that with pianos too now. Like hip hop producers yep. will take, like I got a machine out there where I can loop all the drums and everything, yep. but you'll take the keys and you just lock it into a key right you don't have to know how to play music which is fine if, if that's the only key you need for that song or right whatever. yeah but for me i like to at least when i'm doing my little piano stuff too i 
I don't mind. I would try the locked key thing, but I, I like to, you know, what if you want to switch up the chord really quick or just... Yeah. I want it to be the full gamut of mm-hmm. keys. <laughs> yeah. But it's more options. That's all. Well, is, that's the thing, yeah. And, I mean, you can, um, you can really get into that. I'm not saying that there's not a learning curve because you start getting into this technology. Of, it's just a different way of doing it. Not saying that you don't have to know nothing to do that. Yeah, um, you still have to learn that way of doing it. Sure, it's still a skill. It's still yeah. A- yeah. I, myself, I just I just find myself old old school that way. Just maybe just because I just loved it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just not that I'm like locked into that era of the fifties, but early music. I just yeah. thought it was just cool mm-hmm. as well too. But in that saying like some of these old blues guys you're never going to reproduce how they're writing and and being emotive and and by their feelings because they they just come out of slavery not you know i mean really yeah there was i'm not saying coming out of you can't really emulate that you can you can do a version of it you can mirror it but you're not going to emulate it because it was too raw yeah but you know it's a proclamation of emancipation was after the Civil War or something, 1870-something, yeah. I, I guess, right? But still, you know, when you're down south and these, you know, these black guys playing, uh, you know, they they were still encountering a lot of, you know, uh, social... Unjust. Unjust yeah. in that. And, and they, were work, they were working and toiling, and that was their way out from working on the farm or whatever. And so, they're, you know, uh, in this day and age, you're not going to sing and, and convey what, the emotions they were conveying, yeah, yeah. but uh, I just liked the raw emotion. Uh, no, not saying you know you, you did this, you did that, but just yeah. conveying a, emotion and just playing real and uh, yeah. just that makes sense to me. And yeah. it, one thing that always interests me so much is when you talk about the raw emotion and how it comes through the vocals. It's like singing really is one of those the most rawest form of emotion almost yeah just across the board and when you see these guys from back in the day belting out stuff yeah. you can like i'm saying you can try to emulate it but you don't have the the inner feelings that they have at that moment which are yeah. which, which are emanating yeah. this sound out of their vocal cords mm-hmm. the, like the, the sometimes you hear a really sad song or a pain mm-hmm. or an emotion there's this rap song by this guy Danny Brown he's from Detroit and he he's thirty. The whole concept of the album was he's it's called Thirty Triple X. Right. And because he's oh, thirty, yeah. and the whole thing in rap is like, if you're thirty, you're not going to make it. You got to oh, be twenty one yeah. or whatever. So his right, whole right. thing is he's been dealing drugs. He's been broke. His his house broken into. His his uncle's in jail. His dad's <laughs> gone. This blah 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 blah. Like the work just just having a shitty time. And he's yeah. going to the studio late at night with the little money that he can scrap together, and he's he records this like five minute song where it starts off just good steady and then it gets more emotional to near the end where he starts he's crying like he's rapping and he's screaming he's like i've rapped my whole fucking life and yeah. he's crying at the end and you can hear him crying and you're like holy shit like that yeah God, i didn't expect that yeah to come out. And you know that's something where you can't go do a cover of that rap song there's no way you can even do that because exactly you can do a cover of a rap song if it's yeah. if it lends itself to a cover but mm-hmm. certain songs and i'm sure this is with any genre has a specific emotion that's coming out that mm-hmm. you just can't. Yeah, you just got to go listen to the original. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And 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 that's why as well. Whenever I recorded, you know, uh, 
mainly vocals. I mean, if there's like mistakes, you got to go back and fix mistakes, big mistakes. Yeah, I mean, noticeable. Fi- yeah. Well, Sam Phillips from Sun Records, he was like, if there was a mis- he called it imperfectly perfect music, uh, because you know he'd rather keep the raw emotion yeah. than do a retake Too much and 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 then you'd fix that up and then lose the raw emotion. He'd just keep it in there. You know, and Did you see the Foo Fighters guy, Dave Grohl, do that documentary called Sound City? No, but I was I was uh, told about it. Very good. That, yeah, I it really was, it uh, got like ninety eight percent on all the reviews and stuff. But mm-hmm. the whole movie is based on this one soundboard that he went and bought from somebody, and it was from this recording studio, Sound City, where Fleetwood Mac, Nirvana, yeah, uh, Rage Against the Machine, all these different bands recorded there on yeah. this one specific board. And there's only like six of them ever made by this German guy. And he just loved the sound and the warmth of the board and everything. So he bought it. And he got all these old, like Paul McCartney came in and different guys came in to do this album with Dave Grohl. And that whole movie is basically about what we're talking about. Just the overproduction that can happen and uh, right. with technology and different things and too many hands in the pot and all that. Yeah. And just bringing it back to the basics. Yep. And and as well, like for vo- some, you know, I've seen like some of these... It's just a vocal take, vocal take, vocal take, and it's like, if you can sing, how many vocal takes does it take? Yeah, it, you know, I don't know. I think you're just chasing your, I don't know. And then it's, well, well it's, becoming too perfect or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I just like the raw essence of just, yes. you know, if you could, if there's something really bad, obviously fix it. But I mean, I just. If you know. have to do 20 takes every time you do a song, maybe you should pick a different career. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I know. Music should it's 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 so music is one of those things where you everybody likes it. Well, most people enjoy it. Some people don't care True. for it certain they might just True. like whatever. A lot, most people have like a favorite band or whatever and but not everyone's a musician. It's one of those things that's weird that everybody seems to be viscerally connected to it. But yes. not everybody can do it. Right. It's kind of like art, I guess, just any art, like drawing and painting. It's like we we love art, we love looking at colors and, and paintings yeah. and stuff, but not everybody can do it. Right. And and not ev- not even everybody can. I don't know if this is true or not, but hmm. that they say you have to be born with something. Like you have to be born with some sort of talent, and then you add practice. Or, yes. Or can you? I know that this has happened where people cannot draw at all, and then they somebody says, "Hey, draw something every day for a year." Hmm. And then they do it, and then you see the results, and like now the guy can draw like amazing. Like not that that will happen with every person, yeah. But it's one of those things. I don't know it's if an, you need to be born with something uh, and, and innateness, right? Like yeah. uh, I'm sure it helps. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, why do you say we wrap it up? This yeah. this has been very enlightening and good to talk with you, Uncle Marty, about yeah. all the old school jams and. Yeah. And where can people find you next or, or where can they go martyallenband.com martyallenband.com yes you're right and uh, Facebook, Play any of the it, park festivals coming up uh, Montebello at all um, there there may some of the stuff's just uh, getting worked on right now yeah. for some of the um, summer stuff uh, right at this moment and very soon because it's all coming out uh, some probably some stuff that I was involved with last year as well. Cool. Um, coming up again, just getting worked on. But yeah, um, the summer is always uh, exciting because well, it's an exciting time for everyone, right? You're outdoors. The weather's good. Everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. So you know, on board, 
with uh, music and arts and craft beer and craft food and it's yep. another thing I'm all over too, right? It's just all the smaller artisan, local all the stuff, all the local yeah. and the smaller the smaller guys because they got it's it's just killer stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And on that loud engine outside note. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely, we're out, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Dcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it on social media. To support the podcast, subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Follow us on SoundCloud or leave a comment or review. Or become a Patreon for just $1 a month. For more information on supporting the podcast, go to www.dcast.ca. 